Indeed, there are more questions than answers. Like out of all of the bodily functions that could be contagious, aren't we lucky that we got yawning? Yeah. Can you imagine if farting was contagious? One person would start you off. Before you know where you are, people would die. Or weeing. Imagine if you laughed and a small amount of wee came out and then that was contagious. That would be very embarrassing. But we got yawning, so we should be thankful. Hi, America. Hello, world. My name is Adrian Lee, and I am your host. Welcome to the show. More questions than answers. The only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites, and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious range supernatural unusual bizarre and just plain weird if you have just tuned in especially to hear the show then i admire your taste if you have just tuned in by accident then i admire your luck i am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the midwest plains with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door each week we press our ear against the bedroom wall, whatever my mother listened to before she goes to bed, picks and pulls on her unconscious mind and she snores that very tune. <laughs> That's right, Nirvana smells like my mother. <laughs> what? So snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly... The mysterious and effervescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years with her own team called Hellhound Investigations and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. She is also our producer and sound engineer. Heather turned back her clock too far this week she just saw a guy with a mullet at Starbucks. It's okay, it turns out it was just in Minnesota. Welcome well, to the show, Heather. It's been a while. Who are you? It's been a while what, since I had a mullet. 
well, yeah, that too. You did have a moulet. I didn't have a moulet. Yes, you did. Moulet mou, couchette avec moi, c'est soir. I want to sleep with my mullet. That's a slippery beast. Nobody I... else does. Oh, wow. You say that now, but I can see the way Chad's looking at me, and mm. he wants it. Wow. It's a happy birthday week for you, Miss Morris. <gasps> it is. Yeah, happy happy birthday. birthday to you. I went to the zoo. Eh? What'd you say? <laughs> happy birthday, Miss Morris. <laughs> happy birthday, Heather. Thank I you. I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy Michelle Corey. She was born and raised in Mora, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle realized this week that baking bread basically involves creating a rich and warm environment for a species to thrive and then initiating a mass extinction event. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. By the way, the Pillsbury Doughboy died this week. Did you read that? The service will be held at 3.50 for about 20 minutes. <laughs> wow. I also wish to introduce our resident psychic. Dr. Chad Peters. He went to the opera this week and realized opera is just screaming in cursive. Welcome to the show, sir. <laughs> Thank you. They are mad, they're bad, and they're paranormal. This is season three, episode 37. And as always, we start tentatively in our first round. That is called a general lack of knowledge with the proving gong of infinite knowledge the yeast of statistics and the poppy seeds of facts stand back for the gong of infinite knowledge uh. or and wonder every single week <laughs> on this very day in 1934 american astronomer author and professor carl sagan was born he sadly passed away of course in 19 96 but we'll celebrate his life today and his birthday so for the very first time in the history of mqta radio i cannot believe that bizarre and strange and fascinating facts about carl sagan and there are points ready to be won only thing i need to know first of all to get you the points today what do carl sagan and the family guy cartoon have in common there you go they're both from the same location. They're both in the same location, despite yeah. the fact that one of them is made up and is a fantasy land called Quohog. Uh, yeah. You're going to go with that. Yeah. They derive, they're both from the same state. They're from the very same state. That's not a bad answer. Very yeah. sensible in many respects. Do you want to have a second stab at that? Because you always give me two answers for every question. That seems to be <laughs> the convention that we play. They're both from the US. There you go. She's spreading her chips evenly. I bet you're right, but it's not the question. <laughs> <laughs> or the answer I'm looking for. Michelle, what does the family guy and Carl Sagan have in common? They both fight giant chickens. Okay. To the bird is the word. Fantastic. Exactly. I like the way you're thinking, and you've started on the alcohol very early this evening, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, yesterday. Chad, do you wish to jump in with some common sense? Do you have an answer? Is the guy who voices most of the characters related to Carl Sagan? They sound a lot alike. They do sound very, very similar. I will have to give you the first answer. Family Guy creator Seth MacFarlane put up an undisclosed sum to help the Library of Congress buy more than a thousand boxes of material containing papers and writing by Carl Sagan, all of his notebooks, cool. all of his uh, thesis papers. Mm. Uh, it's actually called the Seth MacFarlane Collection of Carl Sagan, and he put the money up for that Sweet. Awesome. to happen. Who Thank would you, know Seth. such wonders? Still we. 
There you go. I love him. <laughs> you Call ready? me. Are you ready for your poops and your peeps? <laughs> so I share that with you. There's no points to be won, unfortunately. You do that too well. Continuing our theme, Cole Sagan and future wife, Andruan, became engaged after what incident? That's all I need to know. His Pregnancy wife, test. A came. <laughs> I told you to jump up and down. You never listen to me, do you? Unbelievable. They became engaged after what incident? Michelle is going, Heather's going with test results. <laughs> How are your test results, Michelle? Very well, thank yeah, it you. It turned out to be Positive. lipstick and not a rash after all. Yeah. Everybody's happy. Mm-hmm. You're going to go with engaged, are you? No. Engaged. After. After. Pregnancy pregnancy test. test. (laughs) You're such an old-fashioned type of girl, aren't you? Nice night for a white wedding. Michelle, what are you going to go with? They became engaged after what incident? Halley's Comet. Halley's Comet comes but once every 70-odd years. It whizzes over. Let's get engaged. You're very romantic, aren't you? A little bit. We need to have a romantic dinner. Roses, a candle. Not very tasty, but plenty of nourishment. Chad, what do you think? (laughs) Happened that they then got engaged. Uh, the spaghetti incident. The famous spaghetti incident. The incident we vowed we would never talk about <gasps> again. I'm still shaking Parmesan out of some of the clefts in my body. I would well. say to you that they got engaged after a one-hour phone call. They'd never met. Andrewan called Carl Sagan because they were working on the Voyager project. And if you remember on Voyager, they were sending messages up and there was a little plate that showed man and woman and a satellite and the planet we're from. And they sent up recordings and they were trying to work on the recordings and they were looking for some Chinese music. And Andrewan called uh, Carl Sagan and they never met. They had a one hour telephone conversation at the end of that conversation. He asked her to marry him. So that was quite remarkable. One hour phone conversation. That must have been a great conversation. A conversation on the phone where they are not engaged, but they got engaged. Remarkable times. It's 100% true. I tell you. Also on this day, we wish a happy birthday to Lou Ferrino, born in 1951. American bodybuilder. And of course, the incredible Hulk. So for the first time. In the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that strange, bizarre, and fascinating facts about the Incredible Hulk. I had an Incredible Hulk punch bag when I was a kid. Do you remember those ones you could save up on the back of the comic and you sent in coupons? You could blow it up, you filled the base with water, and then you could just beat it. I had one of those. A Bobo doll. I think Uh. my sister had Spider-Man, but I had the Incredible Hulk. So, for your first question this evening on the Incredible Hulk, what ability did he have to see? He had the ability to see something that no one else had the ability to do. I just need to know what that ability is. Weakness. He could see weakness. (laughs) (laughs) Miss Morris, by looking at you, I can tell that you cannot cook. This is the gift that the Incredible Hulk has been given. I'm looking at Michelle, and I can see that her weakness is, in fact, a Bloody Mary. (laughs) He has the ability. He had many abilities, the Hulk. He had the ability to walk and breathe underwater. He had some special glands, apparently, attributed to him that made that happen. So you're saying his ability was to see other people's, other characters' weaknesses. Yeah. Very specific. Michelle, 
What could the Hulk see that no other characters could see? What gift did he have? Well, he could fit those pants no matter what size he was. So he had the right, ability right. to stay in his pants. Yes. And see spandex. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Do you find you're having trouble staying in your pants? Is that something that happens? Is that a skill you wish you had? No. <laughs> the night is still young. Well, she doesn't have trouble staying in her Everything pants Everything is to play for. Chad, our resident psychic and psychologist. You don't get paid double for that, by the way. You just get a larger name badge. What skill did the Hulk have? What could he see that no one else could see? Radioactive material? Radioactive material. He could see ghosts, apparently. Oh, he had oh. the ability to see Ghost. Very few characters could see Doctor Strange astral form. But he had the ability to see Doctor Strange's oh. astral form. He could see ghosts, which is very useful in our line of work as the International Paranormal Society. Now, when the Hulk goes off into a vicious rage and destroys everything, he's incredible. But when Michelle does it, she's an alcoholic. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> On this day in 1989, East Berlin opened its borders and signaled the end of the Cold War and the unification of Germany. So for the very first time in the history of MQTA radio, I cannot believe that bizarre, strange and fascinating facts about the Berlin Wall. I actually was in Berlin when that happened. I was wow. there. I was touring Europe. I had my backpack. I had my train pass, which allowed me train travel throughout the whole of Europe, I was in Berlin. We were hammering bits of the wall, bits of concrete. I carried huge pieces of concrete around with me in my backpack for the whole of that summer. Yeah, awesome. this is why I'm so tall and so large now. It's true. I have them in a cabinet at home as we speak. Big chunks of concrete, the Berlin Wall. I had a hammer to hammer the tent pegs into the ground, so everyone else oh, had yeah. turned up. Everyone wanted to borrow my hammer. I've never been so popular. It was, in fact, hammer time. I was a very popular young man in Berlin in 1989. Now, the official number of people that died between 1961 and 1989 trying to go over the wall between East and West Germany is, and the nearest one will get the points because so far every single person is on a duck egg. I just need to know. They, they jumped over the barbed wire. They avoided the landmines. They went over the trenches. They avoided the machine gun nest. But at the very last minute, they tripped on their shoelaces, hit their head on the concrete and died. There was a number of people that died. 323. You are going with 323 people died between 1961 and 1989 trying to jump or get over the Berlin Wall. Sure. Michelle, what do you think? Higher or lower there? I think it's lower. I think it's 75. You are going to go with 75. Chad, what are your thoughts? Where are we with this? The East Germans were keeping the stats? They were. Um, they, they do think there may be more that just weren't recorded. These are the recorded ones. So there are some anomalies. They do think there could be more, but this is the number of people we have in terms of names. Yeah, I'm going to go with like five. You are going to go with five. Michelle wins the first points of the mm. evening. She's not a million miles away. They recorded 138 deaths. That included a gentleman that tried to go over in a homemade balloon and was doing very well until he hit some power cables and a woman who threw herself out of a fourth story window on the east side, hoping she'd make it on to the west side and unfortunately did not make it. Now, most of the Berlin Wall has now been 
removed, despite a protest from David Hasselhoff. Thick, crumbling structure that never lasted long into the 90s uh, said parts of the wall should still remain as a reminder. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I see. We've split the room right in the middle. You don't attack the half. Is this where we are? Mm. I thought that was very You funny. guys love him. In Britain, he's a very popular man, but that's because we like cliche. It's a bit kind of... <laughs> really? It's a bit kind of kitsch. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. he's almost like a parody in Britain. He's very well liked and he's very popular and he's a lovely man. Does he live there? I think he may have a house there, but of does. course he has German ancestry and he was famous for standing on the Berlin Wall singing lots of hits when the ball was coming down. He was singing them. He's had number one songs in Germany. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. But the Germans are, of course, a strange bunch of people. Anyone who's listened to Scorpions or Nana will know that straight off the top. (laughs) That was then. This is now the only person who's managed to salvage any points from the car crash that was the round of general ignorance was Michelle, who managed to scrape together two points. How did that happen? How did that take place? We now enter our favourite part of the show. It's the round we call the mailbag. We loves mailbag. If you wish to write to us, we will read out your comments. We love all of your messages of support. Most people prefer to write to us on Facebook. We have our own Facebook site. If you go to more questions than answers with Adrian Lee, you can write everything you want to write. On there, you can send us messages and you can join us on there. All of the cartoons, all of the banter, all of the fun, all of the support, all of the videos, the cartoons, all of the stories we're going to read tonight and much, much more that we can't read out is on that site. So if you can join us there, we would be very grateful. Tom is a regular listener in Maryland. Hey, Tom. He has posted another great show last night. Weather sucked here, but you guys helped me tolerate an otherwise trying night. Oh, nice. thanks, Tom. Thank, thank you, Tom. Thank you, he says. He's listening, of course, every Friday night at 10 p.m. Central Time on the Dark Matter Digital Network when we go out first. To all of our listeners, we have 100,000 followers and listeners around the world in 190 countries. So thank you, one and all. Connie has written... I was going to deactivate my Facebook account, but I missed looking at MQTA Facebook page, so I've reactivated <laughs> it. Yeah! Oh, awesome. We really appreciate that, Connie. That makes us very happy, and I see that you've posted quite a lot this week, so thank you for joining us on there and making your presence count. We currently have 6,200 followers on Facebook. Heather, I know that you like this particular post. Rick posted a video of himself. Listening to the show on an old 1946. Oh my God, that was oh, yeah. awesome. Zenith 730 radio. I love it. It's very bizarre to see a 1947 radio being tuned in and then hearing more questions and answers. Very, very surreal. It's awesome. Yes. My grandmother had a very, very old radio. And I remember as a child tuning that in and hearing contemporary pop music coming through <laughs> an old radio. You're listening to Adam and the Ants and Duran Duran back in the day and Spandau Ballet <laughs> through an old sort of 1940s valve set is very strange, very, very bizarre. But thank you, Rick. We appreciate that greatly. Rick's listening to us, of course, on SoundCloud. All of our shows are archived over the last five years. Everything is there for you. If you go to SoundCloud, search for MQ. TA Radio, you will find us on there. You can listen back to back. You can binge listen. Is that a term? Is that something we've heard? Yes. Binge yes. listening. Yes. You can binge listen the whole 
of the first three series on there if you've got a long journey. <laughs> a very long journey. A very long journey. <laughs> yes, if you're walking to the Himalayas, that would probably be a good place to start. If you're doing the washing up, if you're cutting the grass, which is unlikely in this part of the world, but some people somewhere may be doing that. Shoveling snow, I think. It actually snowed this week, didn't it, in Minneapolis? Yes. Yeah. There was a bit of a dust, and it's imminent, isn't it? It's there yep. for you. But if you go to SoundCloud, you will find us on MQTA Radio. And press the little orange love heart if you're listening to us there now to show us how much you appreciate the show. We also do. An extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show in a round that we call Not For Your Mother. Now, at the top of the hour, we stay in the studio. We don't go anywhere. We make ourselves comfortable. And we read out all of the stories we found from around the world that contain a sexual content. Elements of innuendo. Things that we could not read out on the dark matter digital network. For fear of being removed, getting a hefty fine. Naughty. Do you remember when we first aired an episode on the Dark Matter Digital Network and the producer of the station said, that was great. Could you not do the Not For Your Mother round? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and we thought, well, we like that round. That's our favourite round. If favorite. we then do that round on the internet, if we do it after the show, people have a good reason to go to our archives. Yeah. They get a little reward for doing so, a little mm-hmm. gift, and we continue with the filth. Yes. Because yeah. it's a little bit kind of <laughs> naughty. naughty. Moist. It's more. Wow. <laughs> you were a bit early with the moist there. You took me by surprise a little bit. It has kind of splutterings of naughtiness. There's, there's more naughtiness. There's, there's <laughs> it's, very, it's really naughty. Very stubborn stains that contain all mm. kinds of. Filth. That's the sort of thing. <laughs> no, Keep so going. Much on creativity. Make but... it up, I tell you. It's all there for you. We're also on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Brussels Sprouts, Gasbox, Armadillo Radio, all sorts of crazy things. If you cannot find us, you've only got yourself to yeah. blame. It wasn't called Halloween, our favourite time of the year. Halloweeners, I love it. <laughs> we love Halloweeners. Leslie, our good friend and listener in Iowa, posted on Facebook a dancing Halloween card where our faces were taken and then we proceeded to dance. A Halloween tune. Yeah, that was awesome. I didn't see it. I think I was a mad scientist. You were the Bride of Frankenstein. Is that was correct? I? Of course I think I my was. memory serves me <laughs> right. If people wish to see that, they're more than welcome to go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. But I want to thank Leslie for that. I also want to thank Leslie because she sent the MQTA team. She loves us. The most amazing Halloween baskets yes like bags of halloween goodies and uh, we've only just opened them yeah because we were very busy over halloween and i'll tell you about our adventures in a little while but there's all kinds of candy there's all kinds of alcohol there's lots of fun things i got some tea bags i got some chocolate there's uh, ghostly fingers there's some masks chad got a woolly hat it's all good We have many wondrous things, and we will be wearing those in the studio next week, and we'll take a picture, and we'll post that on Facebook as well. And we'll drink the alcohol, too. Yes, Yes. thank you. Well, that goes without saying. I mean, that's almost a given, isn't it? Lorraine, as well, is a a new follower to our show, and uh, she sent us a photograph of herself dressed as a scarecrow in her yard with lots of witches and ghosts stuck in a tree. So that's very impressive. So thank you for that as well. We really appreciate that. If you wish to donate a single dollar to the show, we're free. 
will always be free. We're happy to do the show for free, unlike many other shows. But if you wish to donate a single dollar, you can go to our Patreon site at patreon.com, MQTA Radio. We have lots of Patreons. Martin, our good friend in New York. Hi, Martin. Martin. Robin in Massachusetts. Hi, Robin. Love you, Robin. And many, many others. So if you wish to donate, we have studio costs. And you do get a lot for your dollar. You get to listen to the show first. You get to listen to episodes that will never, ever be aired. There's many, many wondrous things that come with your dollars. If you wish to donate, we'd very much appreciate that. It keeps us going. And it means that we can buy studio equipment, paper, and uh, keep all the platforms running. It doesn't cost too much to be on SoundCloud, but when okay. you consider all of those platforms, uh, it soon adds up. So we appreciate that if you wish to donate. If you're looking for a spooky, ghostly, haunted, historical read, I have many books on the subject Mysterious Minnesota, Mysterious Midwest, the book How to Be a Christian Psychic. If you wish to look at any of my books, you can go to my Amazon site, search for Adrian Lee. Everything is on there. And I've actually read some of the chapters out for those books on YouTube. So if you're not quite sure if that's for you or you want to listen to my voice, lots of people say, wouldn't it be fabulous if you could read me a bedtime story? We love your accent. This can happen. If you go on YouTube, How to Be a Christian Psychic, Adrian Lee, I read three chapters for you on meditation, stones and crystals and healing. And there's also some amazing outtakes. If you're having a down day, if you're feeling a little bit blue, uh-huh. a little bit miserable, uh-huh. we had a couple of years ago a story about a gentleman who had, let's just say, a couple of Pringles cans downstairs in the trouser department. He was on the news, a very famous Mexican man. We could not get through the story. I laughed so hard, a small amount of we did come out. Luckily, it wasn't contagious. We managed to uh, contain all of that. Uh-huh. But if you're feeling a little bit blue, even now when I stumble across that and I listen to that, it still makes me laugh out loud. Mm-hmm. I defy anyone to listen to that six minute clip and not laugh out loud. Now, we've done so many things over the Halloween oh, period. God. I almost don't know where to start. That's it's quite crazy. remarkable. I have lots of thank yous. This is going to be a minute of me saying thank you to a lot of people. I did a talk in the community center in a small town in Minnesota called Gibbon. I thought Gibbon was a monkey. What do I know? I'd like to thank Kim. Kim was the lady. Kimberly arranged that for me. She runs the library there. And I thank all the people in Gibbon that came out to my talk. I did a ghost walk all around Red Wing. Mm -hmm. Half of Red Wing came out to support me. It was madness. (laughs) I have never seen so many people. We took over the town. I walked around the town giving my ghost and haunted tour with about 200 people. So I want to thank Arloa for arranging all of that for me in the town. I want to thank the St. James Hotel, the Sheldon Theatre. By the way, if you get a chance, go to the Sheldon Theatre Facebook site, go to their internet sites. They put the most amazing shows on. It's an incredible Art Deco Baroque Theatre. You should have a look at that. There was an eatery that's very haunted, Liberties in Red Wing. I want to thank Doug, the owner of Liberties, for letting us use his facilities. They do the most amazing burgers. And we ended up in a place called Fair Trade Books. It's very important to support your independent bookstores. They're going out of business every single day. And we finished up in the bookstore. And I want to thank Rick. He very kindly gave me a book as a present and he allowed us to finish in that particular store. And we had coffee and hot chocolate and candy. And we filled his store full of people. But he's a very nice man. And if you get a chance, support Fair Trade Books and independent bookstops. 
bookstops. We stopped in the bookshop. <laughs> That's where we finished. But it's your bookshops that you wish to promote. Books make fabulous gifts, of course. Mm-hmm. There we go. I was in Granite Falls. I did a cemetery tour by flashlight on Halloween night. I then did a Victorian seance. <laughs> it was a very strange Victorian seance because I asked everyone to turn up wearing Victorian clothes. And somewhere along the line, that got confused and two people turned up dressed as cows. Um, they claim to be Victorian cows, but I'm not sure that's the case. So there are some fabulous pictures. If you go on Facebook, you will see me doing my Victorian seance, just like the Victorians would have done it in the 1860s, 1870s. But two ladies did rather bizarrely dress up as cows. That's wow. um, they got the wrong memo. Somewhere there's a cow party and two people turned up as Victorians. <laughs> they must have felt very, very silly. This Friday just passed. You would never believe I went to a book launch in Minneapolis, in Barnes & Noble, in Edina. I contributed a chapter to a book about Elvis Presley. The author is a gentleman called Gary Lindbergh. He's a famous New York best-selling Times number one best-selling Times author. He's also a film producer and director. He's written a book because he discovered a lot of letters written by Elvis Presley to a psychic between 1968 and 1972 and he talks about Elvis Presley seeing ghosts he talks about Elvis Presley being empathic and having witchcraft practiced on him so if you wish to look for a book on Elvis Presley that has the paranormal I contributed a chapter to the book Letters from Elvis by Gary Lindbergh and we went to that it was very successful we signed a lot of books I like bookshops they're very grounded Mm -hmm. makes me very very happy. And finally, there's a gentleman called Andy Jensen who makes puppets. If you want some puppets that look like the Muppets, he does paranormal puppets. He does witches, ghosts, all kinds of creepy monsters. Oh, look great. up Andy Jensen. They're amazing. He's one of the gentlemen that's actually on Facebook on our More Questions Than Answers site. And you're welcome to access him. Next week, we have the curse of Oak Island starting. Oh, score. no. God. I was thinking that we could all watch the show. I believe it's Tuesday, but I'm willing to stand corrected on that. We could watch the show on Tuesday and we could be live on Facebook at the same time. And we awesome. could play our Curse of Oak Island drinking game. I love it. Yeah. Yes. We'll post the rules. We'll all watch it live. Join us on our Facebook site, More Questions and Answers with Adrian Lee, live at the same time as we're watching the Curse <laughs> Of Oak Island. We'll have some fun with that. Join us I on there. I love that. Yes. Oh, Elva, get your grodka ready. Yeah. Get your grodka ready. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of headaches on Wednesday morning, isn't there? Yeah. There we go. So thank you to all of those individuals. We've had a very, very busy Halloween, as you would imagine, being paranormal investigators and psychics. And uh, we're now back on air, raring to go on episode 37 here. So now... The moment everyone waits for. It's Dr. Chad Peters, our resident psychologist. Fascinating fact of the week. Sivu play, Dr. Peters. Never Neverland is a real place. Never Neverland is Australian slang for the Australian outback. Neverland is the place in Peter Pan. There you go. Neverland, because no one wants to go there. And you never come back. 
Oh. In the middle of the bush. I'm making this up. I have no, no you're idea. You're actually absolutely right. Yeah, no, that is right. <laughs> Many a true word said in jest. It pains me to say that Michelle's in the lead on two and that everyone else has managed to score <gasps> zero. This is the lowest scoring round in the history of MQTA Radio, but I'm feeling very philanthropic and we have the rest of the show to gain ourselves some points as we move into the round that is Ghosts and Hauntings. Spook security guard runs for his life after seeing a shadowy figure as he inspects an empty plane by flashlight. Francisco Hernandez was finishing his shift when he heard a mysterious noise coming from the plane and he went to investigate. As the 32-year-old shines his flashlight down the aisle, he sees a shadowy figure peering around the corner at him. In the horror footage, Francisco was left trembling with fear after clocking off at 3 a.m. He explores the dark plane in Mexico City as part of the airline's protocol, but heard doors slamming on the plane. He gingerly shines the light down the aisle, believing to have seen something as a shadowy figure appears around the corner. As soon as he notices it moving, he turns around and runs out of there. He said, at first... I wasn't sure what I was seeing. I whispered to myself, what is this? And even took a few steps forward because I thought it could be a trick of the light. But when it moved back and forth on its own, I knew I wasn't making it up. What I saw that night totally freaked me out and I ran for my life. However, he revealed the incident has convinced him of an afterlife and pointed out there had been several reports of spooky happenings at the international airport before. I've been reluctant to come forward with this story because not many people believe me. But unfortunately, I recorded the incident and now I can play it back and check that I wasn't imagining it, he said with relief. If I hadn't, I would have doubted what I saw that night myself. Ghost on a plane or just a shadow again? You decide, go to our Facebook <laughs> site. More questions and answers. With Adrian Lee, I've broken the seal for being a little bit scary and fascinating at the same time. And I've given myself a rather remarkable double flashlight of two. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? So at first he was afraid? He was petrified. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've been holding that forever. It sounds to me like what you revealed there is you have a terrible security guard who runs when somebody else is on the plane. And you hear Scooby-Doo music in the background. <laughs> Running in and out of the tiny bathrooms. So <laughs> it's Scoobs. <laughs> it's old man Withers from the amusement arcade. Well, I've That's got some. Good. I've got some bad news. Oh no! Yeah. Three unusual happenings have sparked claims that biblical prophecies about the end of the world are coming. You yeah. mean it's the end of the world as we know it? Yes, I feel, I feel fine. fine. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Going to be a long night, Mister. Well. And the coming of the Messiah. They're all coming true. They're all coming true. Every one of them. them. Plague of Frogs next, followed by boils. What have we got coming? Let's have (laughs) a Well, the first one was the birth of the first red heifer in 2,000 years in Israel, a creature that features in the end of time tales in both Christianity and Judaism. I did not know that. Beware the red heifer. Apparently. No. What? Don't. I have no idea. Do it. I don't. I can't. Shut it. I have, 
I've nothing. Zip it. Oh, I just wanted to Mm-mm. mention. No, the, no. Okay. The news of the birth, which emerged in September, was followed by claims last month that fish and other forms of life are quickly filling up the Dead Sea and in their sinkholes. Hmm. And apparently the Dead Sea is supposed to have nothing. Yes, the, it's the clues in the name, right? Yeah, dead. <laughs> That'll be your Dead Sea. Now there's stuff living in the Dead Sea. What should we call this sea? There's nothing Not living dead. in it. Not dead. dead. The alive sea. <laughs> Zombie sea. Zombie mm. sea. Mm. Oh, that would be the coming back of Jesus, right? What? Zombie sea? Right. Yes. <laughs> what would Zombie sea do? He'd gnaw off my limbs. Oh, <laughs> no. I used to see those little wristbands that would say, what would JC do? And for the life of me, I thought that was John Carpenter. I spent like the first few years <laughs> wow. hunting vampires, thinking that what would John Carpenter do? Well, there'd be a bucket of blood. There'd be some scary music. What is wrong I'd with see you? a few heads decapitated. That's where I was going with that. Mm. And I'm the morbid one. The third strange occurrence took place this week when a snake was filmed slithering out of Israel's western wall, unexpectedly interrupting prayers. Ooh. Footage shows the reptile scaring away a pigeon with some internet users deeming it the sign that a prophecy about the Messiah's coming will soon be fulfilled. While countless end-of-the-world conspiracy theories have fallen flat over the decades, some claim that the beginning of the end will actually begin in 2021. I got a lot of crap to do before then. Yeah, I'm busy. Better get your finger out. I know, right? Decorating to be done, landscaping, books to write. Mm, We're very, to make. very busy people. Yeah. I shall give you two points for allowing me to crack a John Carpenter joke, which is always <laughs> advantageous. Psychic Sally Morgan has declared the Loose Women Studios are infested with ghosts. Most Wait, there's notably, a Loose Women Studios? There is a Loose Women Studio. We can go there. There's a Loose oh, Bells Club as well if you like playing bells. Oh, God. <laughs> no, I don't. Loose Women is uh, like the show that they have here in the morning with Whoopi Goldberg. Is it The View? Yeah. I think we may have invented this show and we call it Loose Women. It's like loose talk. Do you see what I mean? Oh, that's so it's not exactly what I was the same for. <laughs> Don't like it. We can still hook you up with uh, Whoopi Goldberg, yeah, if, you, if you're interested. <laughs> Most notably, a dead entertainer by the name of Arthur is hanging around the studios, apparently. The 67 year old celebrity Big Brother star did a Halloween tour of the building which was once BBC Television Centre, insisting that the place was swarming with dozens of spirits, trawling her way around the loose women's set-up in near darkness. In a special section of the show, she proclaimed, It's very haunted. However, she added that Janet Street Porter and her co-stars are unlikely to have felt the dead hand of the ghost world. She explained, I doubt very much whether the panellists will feel anything. But people who are in this studio setting up, taking down, or having to do work in here, I guarantee they will feel something. There's a lot of EMF generated in a television studio. All of the fuses, the electrics, the lighting rigs, the sound, the cameras. How much EMF must be peaking in those environments? That's almost like a finger buffet to every ghost and spirit that wants some energy. It might not be that the television studio is the most haunted, it might be that it's the best catalyst and the best juiced up area for them to appear in, would mm-hmm. be my suggestion. Turning into a new area, she gasped. There are probably dozens of spirits here, but in this part of the building, it's a gentleman who knew this building inside out. 
I've also got a feeling he may have been an entertainer. She added ominously, I get the name Arthur. When's the name Arthur been ominous? When did that happen? I Uh don't know. Turned around quick, didn't he? I thought it was a fairly benign name, but apparently Arthur's ominous. Mm. Putting that out there. Next, Sally moved on to explore the makeup rooms, which she said were alive with paranormal activity. Roaring, she exclaimed, this is spine tingling. I know that the girls and fellas that work in here, they will definitely have had stuff that's gone missing, been moved, perhaps even seen someone. This room is alive. That's remarkable considering the room's full of the dead. Loose Women Show is filmed in TC2 at the historic television centre complex in West London. Studio ghost or just a television host? You decide, go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee and you will see that very footage for yourself. Michelle, what have Mm. you got for me tonight in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings? A woman claims that her creepy doll was so jealous of her boyfriend that it beat him up so badly that he left her. Beaten up by a possessed doll. Yep. That's one way to keep the boys away. That's what I would tell the police. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Identified only by her first name, Berlise from Calau in Peru, said the doll named Daisy even slashed her face in a fit of rage, making her scared to get rid of it. Berlis said that the doll can move by itself and also gets up to mischief, making it seem as if other people are walking around the house. She also claims it has poltergeist-like powers, which it uses to knock things over. Berlis told local media that her mother gave her the creepy doll as a Christmas present, but then it suddenly lost its hair one day, after which she decided to put it in a plastic bag. Nice. Yep. Mm, could have suffocated. <laughs> <laughs> Autoerotic asphyxiation <laughs> for <laughs> dolls. Barely <laughs> says she decided to place it facing the wall. However, when she woke up, she saw that the doll had turned its head and was looking at her. Creepy. And there are apparently other bizarre occurrences as well. She said, one day a bright light suddenly shone and my Bible fell down from the TV. I started to cry and the light turned off and I saw shadows all around me. I was only 18. That's what happens Mm -hmm. when lights turn off. (laughs) And my dad (laughs) hugged me. And when the light came back on, my face was covered with cuts. Lovely. With (laughs) zits. Whoa. Where is this doll? Can we send it to my mother? Happy Mother's Day. A box with a ribbon around. Oh, he sent me a lovely doll from Peru. You have a doll like that that runs around and leaves shoes in weird places. That is true. I do own one or two possessed dolls that tend to make their way around the house and leave things. And... It's a little Chucky. Does yes. it beat you? No one's beaten me yet. Mm. They've turned the television on in the middle of the night mm. before. She claims that the doll forced her boyfriend to leave her because it grabbed him and beat him while he was sleeping. I need to borrow that doll. Right? (laughs) The young Peruvian, who is now a mother, has decided to keep the doll away from the house in case something bad would happen to her baby. She also decided to get a black cat to balance the negative energy left by the doll, but she is still too scared to throw the doll away. 
The chilling doll is reminiscent of the Charles Lee Chucky Ray character, who is the main villain of the Child's Play slasher film series. She should change out the bad boy batteries. There. The gift that keeps on giving. You can find that story on our Facebook site, and Michelle will be given two more points that brings her up to four for being a little bit haunted and a little bit scary. The ghost of a heartbroken woman is responsible for the drowning deaths of 160 swimmers in a huge lake in New York State, terrified locals believe. Lake Ronkonkoma is Long Island's largest and deepest lake, and thousands of holidaymakers flock there every summer. But there are scores of locals who won't even dip their toes in because of the disturbing legend of Tuscawanta. Buried in the lake waters are untold lost bodies. They say the victims of a centuries-old ghost who regularly drags young men to their graves. Like the mythical sirens. I would not swim there, said local Danny Guido, 44. Too big of a risk. Legend has it that in the 1600s, a young Indian princess... There's always an Indian princess, isn't there? That's actually very offensive to Native Americans. There was a young Indian princess named Tuscawanta who fell madly in love with a blonde-bearded woodcutter she spotted one day across the water. In one version of the Suffolk County saga, the Native American Juliet catches the eye of her Romeo woodsman, Hugh Birdsall, and he becomes equally entranced with her, but her father forbids her from seeing the white English settler. The distraught princess then spends every day for the next seven years writing Birdsall love letters on pieces of bark and trying to send them to him by floating them across the water. She never gets a response and in despair finally rows out to the middle of the lake and stabs herself in the heart. So is that like texting somebody you like and then them never writing back? That's the sort of thing. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. That's a 16, if you do it for seven years. 1600s texting. They that's did used to write. <laughs> they actually wrote letters on bark I back bet, in the day. Yeah. That is 100% correct. They would find bark. They'd get a piece of charcoal from the fire and they'd give it to the postman with a piece of uh, bark. Is absolutely 100% correct. According to locals who love to retell the tragic tale in one version or another, every year since the Lady of the Lake has made it her mission to grab a young man from her watery grave to replace her lost love. And drowning statistics back up the legend, some residents say. There are at least 160 drownings at the lake between the mid to late 1800s and the late 1970s, averaging well over one a year. And only three victims were women, apparently very manly women, said former long-time lake lifeguard David Igneri, 74, citing his own research. Igneri, who has a doctorate in colonial American history, said that in the 34 years he helped guard the lake's beaches starting in the 1960s, there were 30 drownings alone, and every single one of them was male. Indian ghost in the lake? Oh, for Christ's sake, you decide... (laughs) Go to our Facebook site, More Questions Than Answers, with Adrian Lee. You will see the story in full as we enter the round that we call UFOs and Cryptozoology. It's green men and their hairy beasties. What have you got for me tonight, Miss Morris? Mm, I have a rare zebra donkey hybrid oh, that has I been born in Somerset. A zonkey. 
<laughs> oh, you ruined it. How did I ruin it? It's a compound noun. I wanted noun. to say it. Okay, go on. Say the word. I can't until it comes up in the sentence. Okay. <laughs> Named Zippy, the new... Zippy, <laughs> Zippy the Zonkey. <laughs> the new awesome. arrival, which was born last month, oh. is one of only two known Zonkeys. Lovely. There you go. In the it. UK. Aww. Owner Christine Turner couldn't believe her eyes when she first spotted the animal on her farm. She had purchased its mother, and I didn't know you could do that. She had purchased a zebra. Yes. I want one. I don't think that zonkeys can breed. I think if you it's mix... It's kind of like a liger. That's right. I don't yeah. think you can make more of them. You have to have a... Yeah. Is it a, a donkey and a zebra? Yes. But they can't... They're infertile. Is that correct? They're sterile. Yeah. Yeah, very well could be. Well, she had purchased its mother, a zebra named Ziggy, several years ago and had long hoped that she would produce offspring. The zebra had shared a field with nine donkeys, so the inevitable had to happen at some point. It wasn't until the zonkey was born that Turner even realized that the zebra had been pregnant. Oh, that that's a lot of loving for that zebra. I know. Oh, bad for her. <laughs> right. Really bad. <laughs> Last month, I opened my bedroom curtains, which look onto the farm, and I just saw this little fool sitting up and staring my way. Wearing pajamas. I was in complete <laughs> shock. I ran upstairs in my PJs, put on a coat, and went over to see him. He seemed like a right little character, and he has had a personality since day one he is half a wild animal so he'll nip and he'll kick me a tiny bit but in a cheeky way i don't know what that means i'm gonna nip you in a cheeky way i'm gonna punch you lovely then he'll dash off (laughs) he's quite a fitting name really calling him zippy he's calmed down a bit now as he lets me at least brush him but he's actually quite cute. I've never seen a zonkey before. You've never seen a zonkey? No. Is he stripey? Yeah. No, just the bottom part of his legs are the top part of his... It looks like a donkey. He's Aww. quite cute. Oh, that's awesome. What, why can't you have a Debra? <laughs> just... <laughs> no. Debra. No. That's what they should have named him. <laughs> I suspect Jeez. it depends which animal's male and which one's female. Because you can have a Liger or a Tyan. Do you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think you can get a Debra or a Zonkey. Depends which one's male and which one's female. Depends which it just rate. sounds like a piece of candy from Willy Wonka's factory, doesn't it? What, a Zonkey? Yeah. Do you want a Zonkey bar? Yeah. <laughs> I can make that happen for you at the top of the hour. Oh, good. You're Great. a very, very lucky woman. I shall give you points for introducing the word zonky into the show. You shall have a remarkable stripey four. The Google Earth blind spot over an experimental military base in Nevada may have been used to cover up a super secret location where the U.S. government kept crashed UFOs, a defense insider has claimed. Google Earth did not update its images of the dry lake beds of the Tonopah test range just a few miles from the infamous Area 51 for eight years and has not explained why. Now, former MOD man Nick Pope, also known as the real-life Fox Mulder, has branded the situation murky and suggested it could have been part of a gentleman's agreement between Google and the U.S. government. While other military ranges have been consistently mapped, the Tonopah test range was not photographed between 2008 and 2016. This is the longest any part of the continental U.S. has not been updated. 
Usually updates happen every 60 days, according to Google Earth blog. Since the early 1950s, the range has reportedly been used for government aerospace and weapons testing. Popa used to run the MOD's UFO project, told Sun Online, this is quite murky. Either as a consequence of a federal law or through a gentleman's agreement, Google and or a third-party provider from whom they obtain satellite imagery have ensured that the public won't see up-to-date images of the Tonopah test range. Because of its proximity to the infamous Area 51, this has understandably started all sorts of conspiracy theories in the UFO community. Could this super-secret location be where the US government hides crashed UFOs? Or is it where the next generation of stealth aircraft, drones and hypersonic weapons are developed and tested? Either way, the US government is hugely concerned and understandably so, UFO crash site or a complete crock of shenanigans. You decide. <laughs> Go to our Facebook site, more questions than answers, with Adrian Lee as we sprint into the final round that we call The Strange and the Bizarre. It's the stories from around the world that are too good not to read out, but don't fit easily into any other category. Michelle's on four. I am on six. Heather's on four. And Chad has a nice big zero. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of S&B? I'm going to try to get through this one. Good luck, Michelle. Thank you. A student was baffled when she found one human poo on her car windscreen. <laughs> he's been quiet for some time, but his head has now appeared once again. Yes, twice again. Twice again. She was downright furious when she found number two. Perhaps he's got a sidekick now. Less than 10 days later. How do you know it's human? Well. It's the Phantom Turtle and his sidekick defecation boy. <laughs> Did it have peanuts or corn in it? Lovely. Well, That's I'm just disgusting. trying to figure it out. Oh, Heather. I'm not going through the motions now. That's disgusting. Okay. Rachel Holmes, 22, is now trying to get to the bottom of whoever keeps fouling her Renault Clio, when it's parked outside her house in Swansea. The Swansea University student said, someone has taken a dump on my car twice in 10 days, and I don't know why. I'm not being funny, but someone has shippoopied all over my car for the second time in two weeks. She's lucky it wasn't a cabriolet. <laughs> I'd just take off. Get to the fastest speed possible and then watch out as it flies off the windscreen. Some poor motorcyclist traveling behind. Oh. oh, no. I don't even know what to say. And she even went into detail about the nightmare of getting rid of the inexplicable dirty protest. Rachel, who's studying English and French, said that she had to get her mates to help her clean up the mess. Those are good mates. I'll say. Now, here we go. She said, the first one was a bit runny at the beginning. <laughs> <coughs> no. It started out thin, uh -huh. solidified towards the end, tapered out. But then it hardened, and me and my friends had to chisel it off. Oh! The wind's... <laughs> oh, what? no. Oh, here we go. Oh, no. Okay. The second one was huge. <laughs> huge! Oh, no. You, you could have put a flag in it. That person does need to see a doctor. It was articulated. It had elbow in it. It was moving. 
But yeah. it was more fibrous. <laughs> oh, no. So we could just chuck this one on the ground. That's going to be a danger to ship in. <laughs> just oh, no. flick it. I was so confused. I didn't realize people behaved like that. Wow. Okay, so the first time, it might be vandalism. The second time, That's just unlucky. it's you. It's probably come out of an aeroplane, no. coming out of Swansea Airfield. No. Someone's mm-hmm. using the toilet in the aeroplane before they properly got off the ground. And manages to hit your windshield That's right, twice. twice. Yeah. That takes some doing, doesn't it? This I'm be... Joe Dirt. You're Joe Meteor. <laughs> I'm glad you managed to work your way nice. through the story. Oh. oh, wow. I've got a time traveler story. Time traveler claims to have brought back a plant from the year 6000, would you believe? Oh. Chloe from Finland claims to have experienced time travel, and as some evidence, she says it proves it's true. She sat down with Apex TV to reveal all about her experiences and also tried to prove she's telling the truth. The elderly woman revealed how she was apparently asked to use a time machine to the future back in 1967. She says a group of scientists fixed her arms and feet to a chair and placed a metallic tube on her head. Those physics students letting their air down, no doubt. Crazy. Then someone pressed a button to fill her body with a current and when she woke up, she was in the year 6000. And Chloe says the scenes she faced were incredible. There were flying cars. (laughs) That old chestnut, the old flying car. The ground was entirely <laughs> green wings. and filled with trees and flowers. Like flapping wings. <laughs> Just push your arms out each window. We'll make it work. Skyscrapers filled the place. They were so high you could not see the tops. And the plants so below right. were not the same as those we're used to seeing because of genetic engineering. And Chloe has some evidence to back up her claims. The clip shows her pulling out a strange-looking plant, which apparently came from the year 6000. She's called the plant. She speculates the plant was food for dinosaurs millions of years ago. I bet kids are still not eating their greens in the year 6000. And apparently it was revived alongside the extinct race at some point in the future. The clip was uploaded to YouTube channel Apex TV, where it has racked up more than 16,000 hits. Time travel, Finn, or where do I begin? Join our (laughs) Facebook site, see the story in full, or more questions and answers with... Adrian Lee. We now enter the round that we call Not For Your Mother. This is the round we cannot read out on air for fear of being removed or getting a hefty fine. It's the stories from around the world that we find that are laden with filth, innuendo, sexual intrigue, the things that you would not want your mother to hear. Or if there are young minors in the room, they need to be removed. Michelle, what have you got for me first in the round of NFM? A mum of two got a rude awakening when she went to butter her toast and saw the shape of a man's willy in her anchor. You know what? Anchors are make of butter, isn't it? Right. Yes. So she's woken up, bleary-eyed. Yep. She stumbled out of bed. She's yep. got her pajamas on. The kids are pulling on her bathrobe because they want their Cheerios. She opens up the anchor butter, and there in all its glory... Willy. For everyone to see. Looking proud... And a little bit angry. Yes. <laughs> wow. Lynn Dwyer had a further surprise from the man-spreading when she spotted an odd-looking splodge. Uh, man-spreading, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're welcome. The unexpected knob of butter is likely <laughs> to have been formed by accident during production at Anchor's factory in Wiltshire. 
Lynn of Broomhill, Northumberland, said, I was just making some toast, and you have to peel back a cover once you open the lid. I immediately saw it and thought, really? It looked to me like a very clear depiction of a willy. Nice. Makes a change from seeing Jesus on the toast. Yes, or the Virgin Mary in some mold on a ceiling tile. Yes. Maybe they are thinking of rebranding as Anchor with a W. Oh, nah. oh, oh, oh. I see what you did there. Yeah. Anchor said, this is not the norm on opening one of our butter products. I bet she's selling it on eBay for vast sums of money as we live and breathe. Mm. Unbelievable. I had an Aunt Marge, and she was very unwell, and we covered her in butter, and uh, she went downhill fast after that. Margarine? I can't believe she's not better. (laughs) 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 I love this show. I love this show. A vandal's artwork of spray-painted penises covering a police headquarters (gasps) has gone viral. And a man has also been charged. Mm, that's looking pretty for a, ballsy right there. Yes, yeah. looking for uh, a hardened criminal. <laughs> the offensive ah! graffiti was discovered on the walls and the pathways of the Norfolk Constabulary headquarters. Simon Green, 26, was arrested and charged in connection with the criminal damage. Do you think they got him to spray paint a willy in the station and they can then paired it? Do you see what I mean? Like, like... <laughs> Checking on handwriting. I would just make a willy that was not like the others. Do it left-handed, Michelle. (laughs) Yes. The crude depictions of male genitalia were discovered on the police investigation centre in Wymondham, a Norfolk police spokesman said. In a photo shared on Facebook, at least six penises can be seen on the walkway leading to the front door and on the wall underneath the police investigation centre's sign. Green of Swaffham, the Swaffham Strangler, (laughs) was also arrested and charged for driving without insurance. He's going to go up on the double charge of drawing willies on a police station and driving without a license or insurance. That's a very common combination. He's doing life, I tell you. He was remanded in custody and appeared at Norwich Magistrates Court and was granted bail. He's due to appear again at the same court for his trial on January the 9th. We'll keep an eye open for that next year and we'll tell you how he gets on. One eye. The Facebook (laughs) post has been shared more than a thousand times. That's everyone who lives in that village, by the way. (laughs) Many on Facebook found the artwork marvellous and brilliant. Mm, Yeah, artistically inspired. Yeah, good tonal uh, contrast. Variation of thickness of line. Composition (laughs) was good. Good use of scale. One said, that is marvellous. Another said, not all heroes wear capes. One jibe, that's like the that one. best thing I've ever seen. Another added, that's brilliant. Penis path. Didn't see that in The Wizard of Oz, did we? Not that one. Not yeah. that one. <laughs> which version I didn't see that coming. Oh. Do you think he's going to get a long, stiff sentence? Oh. Are those cops a bunch of dicks? Oh. Any more? And relax. <laughs> Doing hard time or subtle and sublime, you decide. Yeah. Go to our Facebook site, More Questions and Answers with Adrian Lee, and you can see all of the glorious artwork for yourselves. Miss Morris, you have the last story tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother. It's something everybody's been waiting for. Porn stars set up ghost hunting team after creepy experience during a raunchy shoot. Oh, God. I can hear Uh knocking. 
I can see orbs. Morning. Uh-huh. Oh, look, there's some ectoplasm. Uh-huh. I know. And cut. Yeah, it's it's really that bad. If you search for adult videos, there are probably hundreds of racy Ghostbusters parodies available on the internet. And I think you can buy them at sex shops because I um, um. visited one once and I think there was a Ghostbusters parody one there. <laughs> if you say so, Miss Morris, I have nothing to offer. Was it called Ghostbusters? I have no idea. I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure there was a parody there. I can remember. I enjoy putting it. my finger into all the little packets to say you can touch the fleshy parts here and you go. <laughs> Great. Yep. Yep. Well, yep. Proud of it. Good times. Do you know how many fingers have been in there or other things? <laughs> yeah. You I used hand sanitizer when I left. You know you didn't. Oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> How'd the hand sanitizer taste? I didn't taste too bad when I was rubbing the cocaine into my gums in the car park. But a new online series will feature a group of porn stars hunting ghosts in real life. No scripts, really, because, you know, they're all the porn things are scripted. Yeah. Well, I think they have a rough outline. (laughs) I think they've got a rough idea of what they're doing, but I don't think they have. Really? Well, here's your pizza. (laughs) (laughs) You must be warming all that bra. Can he fix my toilet? Oh. I don't have any money. <laughs> How am I going to pay for this, Mr. Officer? Why, that looks swollen, madam. <laughs> Let me take a look. It's terrible. I think we just wrote five of them. But my library books are so overdue and I've got no money. Oh, let me push my glasses up on my face. And shake my hair. Yeah. My lipstick like this. I'm going to have to get Mr. Johnson, the manager. Oh, no. Uh, That went downhill quickly, didn't it? Santa, can I sit on your lap? Oh, that's just wrong. The candy cane. No, that's wrong. You've ruined it. see your stocking. You've ruined it. Mm, Presents. No, not going to (laughs) happen. I'm not having Santa Claus Paul mentioned on here. We have standards to keep up. There's no need for them to drop just because I'm in America. Right. I've seen your collection. Ho, ho. Anyway. Ho, ho, ho. My garden of shame. I am not. (laughs) Well, anyway, they didn't have to have scripts or sex toys for this, which is comforting, I guess. Wow, that's a bonus, isn't it, when you turn up for work with your Starbucks coffee, wiping the sleep out of your eyes, and the producer says to you, we don't need scripts or sex toys. Not today, Not mister. today. That's right. The team... I've come from the agency. <laughs> <laughs> the team, made up of four core members, is known as Paranormal Porn Stars, oh. and they claim to be looking for answers to the age-old question, is there life after death? Where are they looking? You don't want to know. In all the Between deep dark. Knees. Suddenly there was a man in Mexico with a flashlight staring down the fuselage and seeing a shadow figure. In all the black holes. Lovely. Yes. yes. Oh, there you go. Yes. I'm doing a book at the moment on UFOs and ghosts. It's going to be groundbreaking. I do a lot of work with quantum physics. Do not do a search on Google for large black holes. I can't lose that hour. I saw stuff I don't want to see again. Founding member Lee Green first became inspired to create the group back in June after he and his brother Mitch moved into a new studio. The pair claimed to have noticed strange and unexplainable goings on in their Walzel based building 
from bumps and bangs to fire extinguishers being thrown across the floor. Uh-huh. Bumps and bangs in their oh, new porn studio. God. Right. I want to start a studio called Bumps and Bangs. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Is that what we're going to name this studio? Go Sounds fund me. like an STD. Yeah. Bumps and yeah. bangs. Well, Lee told the Mirror Online straight from off at certain times, there was an eerie atmosphere around the place and a variety of unexplained noises. I can probably explain a few. Yeah, yeah. maybe. But we just put it down to being an old building and, or, or an old woman and continued about our business. Oh. <laughs> Hi, lady. <laughs> You're welcome. The first real incident of note occurred when I was in the building alone one day and I was sat on the sofa in the changing rooms doing nothing but looking at magazines with tissues. Just kidding. Just kidding. I added that. And I heard a loud crash. I jumped thinking that somebody had let themselves in and I looked and I saw that the fire extinguisher had been thrown across the floor. In the coming weeks, when at the studio, footsteps were heard on the floor above when there was nobody there. Taps turned on by themselves. Toilets flushed on unmanned floors. On unmanned floors? How many floors does he have in his studio for crying in the night? And there were all manner of random, out-of-the-blue atmospheric changes. The team continued to come up with bizarre ways to explain the incidents. But then one day, something happened that Lee just could not get over. Busting makes me feel good. Oh, lay it on me. He explained, (laughs) it all came to a head when I was working on the top floor. It was daytime, but I had to put the strip lights on for extra light. And after finishing up... We all know what that means. Yes, the yes. gatekeeper found the key master. I there went to turn the lights off. I went in the room and I heard a moan coming from the far corner. That's somebody that just hasn't went home yet, isn't it? Yeah, that's <laughs> unusual so. there. Yeah. It's a vagrant. It happens. I got, she didn't get paid yet. I kind of didn't believe my ears and walked out and down the stairs. And then I heard the door on the top floor open and slam because she still hasn't been paid. And while I stood there, I heard each stair, one after the next, like that, go bump, 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 bump. I can tell you're doing your own sound effects. Yeah. Yes. Well done. Incredible. Yeah, good choice. Uh, and her hands know. are in her pocket. <laughs> <laughs> And something was coming from right in front of me. I couldn't see anything, and I had no equipment to snap a picture. Really? You had no equipment? No equipment. No equipment. In a film studio. On hand. Excellent. I don't believe him. But after hearing about five or six of the stairs creak, I shot off sharpish. (laughs) I don't know what that means. I can picture what that means, but I don't know what that means. I want to stop picturing it. I was actually scared and I didn't know what to do. Well, anyway, Lee is a big fan of the paranormal shows and movies, and he told his brother about the incident, and the pair decided to rally a few friends and see if they could track down the ghost. So they have begun making contact and investigating. We have caught a variety of ghostly voices, either on the spirit box or straight up disembodied voices on a camera (laughs) and stuff. (laughs) 
<laughs> You're having GoPro, <laughs> Michelle. Yeah. Far too much fun. Sorry. Well, anyway, after completing their first investigation, the team realized that they all enjoyed ghost hunting so much they wanted to turn it into a full-time hobby, those bastards. I think our studio's haunted. All I'm hearing is crashing and banging and people walking it around. It is. It's because we're talking about this, the orb situation it's telling us we should do this yeah as a full-time <laughs> hobby <porn> <laughs> yeah we so, should be filming pornography is that what you're yeah. telling me yes so okay. now armed with cameras a spirit box voice recorders emf readers and more specialist equipment they're traveling around the uk hunting the paranormal with their porn selves mm. and they're turning their findings into a show complete with special guest ghost hunters which will be available you're lucky on amazon prime soon yes so wow. as well as this we are still actively looking for venues to investigate so if anybody has a location please get in touch with the porn paranormal ghost hunters <laughs> Studio ghost loud crash or my mother's found my porno stash. You decide. Go to our Facebook site. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee. Well, all good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores in last place with the K2 meter with the dead battery is Chad, who never got off of a zero, which is very unusual because Chad is normally our runaway Winner. He gets a date with a doll <laughs> named Daisy and two tickets to a Dairy Queen in Peru. Mm. I love Lima. The air is so much cleaner. In third place is Miss Morris, who scores four. She gets a boat trip in New York with a crew full of men. Sounds like a good day out, to mm. be honest. Yeah. Until you start getting dragged below the water. In second place is Michelle. She's going to get a zonky burger, flame grilled with large fries and a strawberry shake. That, of course, is the zippy combo meal. <laughs> but tonight's first place resplendent winner of the $33,000 IR camera is myself. I managed to score a nice rounded symmetrical eight. I get to squat on a VW Pizzat on a side street in Swansea. <laughs> I'll take the newspaper with me and work out my week's viewing while I'm there. Do not fear, listener. We are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time. And I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site. More questions than answers with adrian lee you can now jump over to soundcloud join us on soundcloud.com search for mqta radio where we will do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show in a round we call not for your mother that we cannot read out on air for fear of being removed or getting a hefty fine you can also join my twitter account at adrian underscore lee underscore tips we have a hundred thousand followers on there and feel free to go to patreon and donate a single dollar to the show you've been listening to more questions than answers the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world with your host adrian lee we are the very best in paranormal news radio entertainment the light before the darkness my gratitude and gratitude thanks are extended to lorna hunter heather morris tom drainer chad peters michelle corrie and all at the international paranormal society at interparanormal.net and all of the show's sponsors including the lakes area paranormal interest group and mufon 
of Minnesota. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening and remember, be interested and interesting.